Welcome to the Dharma Spring. The young men, that's who we're hanging out with. That's started today and we'll hang out with the young men for a bit, learn a bit about him and lots of koans uh, in the collections, <clears throat> the, the standard classic collection of koans. There are several that feature young men. And I've got this this book here, Zen Master Young Men, His Life and Essential Sayings by Earth App. And it's, it's a thick book, <laughs> lots of material. So I don't know which one we'll take up week by week. I'll sift through and be surprised. This is the one that came for our inaugural session with young men. Someone asked, how should one act during every hour of the day such that the ancestors are not betrayed? You know, that question of repaying the ancestors, the debt that we owe them. That's um, a, a thread that runs through the practice. We've been able to practice this way, engage it in our lives, benefit from it, hopefully. And how do we repay the ancestors, right? So this is of that flavor. How do we act? In, you know, sounds pretty, pretty uh, serious undertaking. Every hour of the day, not just what's what's the one thing I can do to repay the kindness of the ancestors. How does the one act during every hour of the day, such that the ancestors are not betrayed? Yeah. So it's got a little bit of an intensity to it. I feel. Um, passion, desire, maybe a longing there to really do something substantial. So we get this <laughs> from young men. Give up your effort. It's like, wow, what? <laughs> How do I do this thing every other day? Give up your effort. Oh, well, that's a bit of a different path, different kind of response than the person might have been expecting. But then, okay, how should I give up my effort? This person asks. Give up the words you just uttered. Yeah, give those up too. <laughs> how do I repay the debt of the ancestors every hour of the day, not betraying them? Give up your effort. How should I give up my effort? Give up those words you just uttered. Hmm. Before diving into that, a little more deeply, just talk a little bit about Yun Min. Um, interesting. I, I like to, you know, know the stories of the ancestors, get to know them as people, and to kind of see how they transformed. Uh, sometimes we get a lot of uh, evidence of it, other times not so much, but it's nice to be able to see, hear about how they were at some point in time, and then they had their experiences, their awakenings. And then they're a different kind of person. So um, I'll draw those lines of connection here in a bit with young men. But first, just a little about him. He's one of those described as being really bright as a child. And a great memory was one of the attributes that was spoken of. Could memorize sutras and things of that sort. And um, had that spiritual religious leaning early on too. So once he reached adolescence, he went to the monastery, so fairly young. 
um, don't know the exact age, but in his adolescence, went and uh, started practicing Buddhism of some form, not yet Chan or Zen. Um, and the custom of that time and of that culture was you you wait until you're 20, and that's when you take the precepts, the monastic vows, um, probably a larger set than what we do when we take refuge, yeah. So he did that at 20, and where he was practicing was in the, the at, later on, connected with the Vinaya school, a Vinaya teacher. The Vinaya are the precepts, the monastic code, all the, the rules and regulations, so to speak. Uh, that one follows and you know there were entire schools that just studied the precepts studied the vows and refined them and had hundreds of them to keep so he did that for a while which is also kind of a common thing in the cultures from which our tradition comes um, prior to people coming to Chan in China um, way back then they usually practiced some other form of Buddhism and had a kind of a foundation of something, the sutras, the Vinaya, the, you know, the moral code, the conduct and all that. Then they would come to Chan, come to Zen and do something different. <laughs> and that was the case with the young man after, you know, several years um, studying and really becoming masterful at the Vinaya, all the codes and precepts, he would give lectures on them. He'd be invited to teach on them so he could, you know, help others with that uh, training and understanding. He went to, you know, after several years, mid-20s, he went to uh, find out more about this practice of Chan and met up with Mujo um, this teacher who didn't have what, you know, not a person of many words, this Mujo liked to get right to the point and um, didn't really tolerate, I don't know if that's the right word, tolerate, but we'll say it, <laughs> didn't tolerate just beating about the bush, you know, what are we, what are we doing here? Let's get to it. Um, he'd often keep his door closed and wouldn't receive visitors. You had to really show the effort <laughs> uh, to, to want to, to meet with Mujo. Mujo was also, you know, in, being a great teacher, he also was a great son. <laughs> he, he left teaching formally to go make sandals to care for his aging mother, and he would sell them to people. And he would even do that, some of the stories would say, in that room that he shut the door to, he's back there making sandals, still trying to take care of his mother. And so maybe that's why I don't have time to beat her out the bush. I'm taking care of my mom. So what do you need? <laughs> so he had that combination. Yeah. Um, being a great teacher, but also you know, a good son, maybe a great son, taking care of his mom in her old age. So we had this encounter with uh, Yunmin and Mujo that's we talk about often. It's um, Yunmin's enlightenment. Uh, experience one of them but the one that we that is pointed to as something central for him and 
so the story goes, you know, this is the time of Bujo just behind his closed door. And again, come here with something real. Don't just come and banter about. So at this time, it's the way it describes young men is that he was free to roll in and roll out, which meant he had a lot of practice and accomplishment uh, under his belt. Um, free to roll in, you know, to bring everything in, like into one, into the vastness, and then free to roll out into the form of the world. So basically somebody who's experienced and skillful, yeah, building upon his Vinaya days. So he was of that sort. And he'd gone uh, a couple times up to Mujo's door, but did not just walked away because he wasn't quite ready to, to do the knocking, yeah. Um, One day though, maybe after two or three days of this, he, he got up the nerve and knocks on the door and Mujo said, who is it? And he goes, it's me, young men. And um, Mujo opened the door and said, why do you keep coming? And the young men said, I'm still not clear about this. You know, I'm not clear about myself. You know, despite all this accomplishment, I'm still uneasy here. I haven't settled this thing of me. So I'm still unclear about this. Not clear about myself. Mujo grabbed him and said, utterly useless stuff, and shoved him out and closed the door. <laughs> and something happened for Yunmin right in that moment. <laughs> um, he was able to set something down. And whatever that feeling of not being clear about himself um, it was gone. Did he become clear about himself or did he become clear about trying to be clear about himself? You know, we could take up that koan another time and, and wonder about that. But so what, what did he experience when he came there in all earnestness saying, I'm not clear about myself and being told utterly useless stuff and pushed out? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have that experience of young men's. And then he continued for a while with Mujo and then did the pilgrimage thing, traveled for a while and eventually settled down to teach. Um, he was also living during a time of a persecution of Buddhism. So part of the pilgrimage was there weren't really monasteries and things open. They were being, people being forced out, go get a job, all that kind of stuff. You know not supporting the practice uh, in, in the whole in the, in the country. So it was after that period of time, he was eventually able to settle down and like I said, begin teaching. And I'll talk more about that in subsequent sessions. Just wanted to touch into this, these earlier on parts of young men and then loop back to this koan. I thought it was interesting that um, This person asking the question about how should one act during every hour of the day so as not to betray the ancestors, yeah? Um, you can imagine the young men of the Vinaya school might have, oh yeah, here's all the things you should do. Here's the, here's the vows you should take here. Could really lay things out, right? Because it's been so many years in that, um, studying that and teaching that even. So it's interesting 
here's somebody asking a question of what's the formula, what's the recipe, what's what's the the right thing to do, what's what what conduct should I engage in every hour of the day? And Yun Min does like the complete opposite of the Vinaya school with all the rules and regulations. And he says, give up your effort. <laughs> Don't even take up anything. Don't take up a rule. Don't take up any particular conduct. Give up your effort. Yeah, interesting, yeah. And then, well, how should I give up my effort? You know, here's that question. Okay, if you're not going to give me the path of how to behave, give me the path of how to give up my effort. And he's like, no, give up those words you utter too. Give that up too. Yeah. Um, and what I find the movement here is like anything that is coming up as a bridge to something else, you know, a path to or a recipe to a formula for, it feels like there's, you know, as beneficial as those things are and can be, there's still some kind of separation between myself and the thing I'm, I'm reaching for, yeah? So what I hear Yun Min saying is, you know, stay close to this, stay close to this source. Um, lean into that. You don't need to arise as anything. You don't need to pick up anything in particular to embrace and uphold. Just arise as you are, yeah? How do I arise as I am? Give up those words you just uttered, you know, that kind of thing. You're doing it already. So it's... um. To me, that's an interesting contrast between his other his question with Mujo. You know, he's not clear about himself. You know, there's something here I need to resolve. And then in this koan, he's kind of advocating for this very self that is you, that is him, that is each of us, just arise as that. Um, not having to have something to arise and step into, just show up, just arise. Yeah. But he's not saying arise. He's noticing all the things, or maybe the two things here, but it speaks of many things that we can do that um, can get in the way of just being able to arise and engage right here, you know, purely. Um, I guess I'm drifting into where the koan's taken me. And that's just this feeling of, again, anything that I manufacture, anything that I and trying to put together as a means to something else. There's an invitation to just sweep that away and trust in this, <laughs> this heart, mind, this being to just arise and show up. And so it's kind of a clearing of the field feeling here. Um, and it brought to mind this uh, poem by Daito a Japanese Zen teacher uh, of the 14th century, who it happens that he was working with a koan of, that involved young men when he had his awakening experience. So kind of a nice connection. Um, the koan that he was working with is when there's somebody, I think Sui Wei, 
has been teaching all summer and, and asks his, uh, his friends there, people in the community, um, I've been teaching, I've been talking all summer long, have my eyebrows fallen out? And there was this, well, the lore is that if you give a false teaching, your eyebrows will fall out. <laughs> and so <clears throat> he asks, basically, how did I do? You know, had done my eyebrows fall out? One person replies, oh, they've grown, kind of praising him. Not only have they not fallen out, they've gotten bushier, they've gotten bigger. Another person says, thieves have uneasy hearts. Yeah. Yun Min just said, barrier. <laughs> and that's it. That's the koan that Daito was hanging out with. Another little aside there or connection there is Yun Min's name means cloud barrier or cloud gate. Yun is cloud, Min is barrier or gate. So Yun Min himself is a barrier, is a gate. And so here you're hanging out with this koan when he says barrier, um, hanging out with the barrier of Yun Min and the barrier of the situation there. Anyway, Daito had an awakening experience hanging out with that koan. And so he has a connection with the young men. And he wrote this poem somewhere along his journey. And it seems like it's a good connection to this koan as well, maybe a capping phrase. Um, I've got it here. Let me just pull it up. It said, it's over. The Buddha's and patriarch's disease that once gripped my chest. Now I'm just an ordinary person with a clean slate. <laughs> so this Buddha and patriarch's disease, Buddha's and ancestor's disease that gripped his chest, maybe it was of the sort of, I want to make sure not to betray them. Yeah. Who knows what it was for him in particular? And that's another something to hang out with. What is your particular Buddha's and ancestors disease? To me, it's not so much the Buddha's and ancestors part. It's that it gripped his chest. What is that thing that you are trying to resolve? And what am I trying to work through? And what is that thing that maybe motivates practice, but also doesn't ever seem to go away? <laughs> it keeps, keeps you going, keeps you going. Well, then, you know, for some... At some point for Daito, it just was gone. It's over. That thing that once gripped my chest. Now I'm just an ordinary person with a clean slate. And to me, that's the movement of this koan. You know, give up your effort. Sweep away, wipe this way, the slate clean of anything you've formulated, anything you've constructed. Well, how do I do that? Oh, wipe away those words. Even that's a step beyond. So it's this movement of just continually cleaning the slate of me, of the self, of who I am, so that I can show up, arise directly, engage, and then sweep that away, give that up, and keep, you know, and repeat over and over. Um, yeah, keeping that slate clean, the slate of me. Keeping the field open, really, is what that feels like. Uh, then it, there's the other feeling of it is when the field's open like that, there's the arising together of what's there in front of me, the situation at hand, and my 
arising to engage and meet it and respond, yeah? The feel of the other way of coming up with the, the conduct or the recipe, the formula is more of picking it up as a separate me and then engaging with a separate thing out there. Like I'm going to use this and apply it to the situation. So there's kind of a steppiness there centered in my own being going out into the world, seeing it as a separate thing and something to which I'm, you know, applying myself, applying these ideas and formulas. But in this clean slate, open field, like I was saying a few moments ago, it's more that the arising happens together. There's not a me doing this to that. There's just the arising and engaging uh, in partnership, co-creating, collaborating with existence, with reality, with life as it is at the moment that it is here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where that's where the koan has taken me thus far. It's also interesting to notice, maybe a side note, but you know, young men advocating for giving up effort <clears throat> is something he had to learn himself. He had to go through a lot of effort <laughs> when during the Vinaya years and then in his uh, Chan practice. The effort to get up the gumption to go and knock on Mujo's door. So though he went through a lot of effort, he's advocating in this case, give up effort. It's kind of like, I, I went through that. And so I can give you advice of maybe you don't need to go through all that. Just give up the effort and relax fully into your being. Yeah. But it's kind of funny. It's like, well, it worked for you though, young men. <laughs> the effort paid off. So should I really give it up or not? Well, that's yours to figure out. <laughs> um, because if I was to say, I just give up effort and take that up, that would be taking up a rule, taking up conduct, yeah? So I must even notice, oh, I can't even take young men's advice as something to hold on to. I have to sweep that away too. And I notice a lot of things arise, they get smaller <laughs> as I go along, but like the koan first, what's the effort I should follow? What's the conduct I should follow to do this? Give up that effort. Well, how do I give up effort? Give up those words. Then maybe I don't say anything, but my mind is thinking the things I just shared, right? Well, if I take up the effort of young men and da, 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 then it'll like give up those thoughts. Yeah. And I, I notice I can keep doing that until nothing arises of that sort. And I can land in that place of the open field. Yeah, the cleared field. Maybe that takes a little effort, the, the giving up, the sweeping away, right? But it's interesting to notice. All I need to do is just keep giving it up, keep clearing it. And it gets, again, smaller or less substantial, the, the wonderings, what to do and then the how to do. And I get really intimate with my own experience and notice how 
I can rest in that place that's waiting to be called forth, waiting to arise without having to uphold anything at all, without having to have a single thought in my mind. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I, yeah, that's what I find this koan doing, wiping the, clay, the slate clean and really getting down to that, like Daito said, that ordinary person. Yeah, just plain and simple me. Trusting without meaning to myself. <laughs> Trusting that I can arise and respond, meet the moment as it meets me but not carrying that around as I trust this, just noticing in action, in, in the happening of it, there's the evidence of the trust. It's just, it shows up too, yeah. So I don't even need to carry that around. Wipe it clean, clear the slate. Thank you for listening. For more about Andrew Palmer and his teachings, please visit bowandroar.com and look for him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.